Hey, what's going on? It's Mark here, and welcome to an Asian man's guide to game. In this video, I want to talk about some of the insights that I've had over the course of the last seven years of me going out and in my journey of really trying to figure this part of my side, uh, this side of my life out, because I had this belief growing up that I couldn't date outside my race, that white girls in like Asian guys, and I had all these limiting beliefs in my mind. But you might be feeling the same way. I totally understand that because from my position, I was a video game player. I mostly played World of Warcraft and Starcraft and Counter-Strike and all of that. So if you're in a similar position, then I totally get it. I want to share with you some of the insights that I've gotten over the past few years. And hopefully that'll help you because I'm sure that, you know, especially you're watching this and you're Asian, maybe you haven't seen that much content specifically out there for you. And you feel like some of the issues that you're facing are unique to your situation. So let me go ahead and share my screen here and we can dive in. All right. So once again, welcome. This is an Asian man's guide to game by Mark Chino. And I just want to start out by saying that I'm no one special. So I know you might have watched a 10 minute poll video and this is the same slide from that, but let me go quickly through here uh, to give you some context on my backstory. So growing up, I was very shy and introverted. In the second grade, I was so quiet that I actually had ear surgery because my parents thought something was wrong with me because I wouldn't really talk. And in eighth grade, I was voted the quietest kid in my school. So really introverted growing up, really shy, kind of awkward, and just kind of felt weird in general socially. And I was a video game nerd all throughout high school. So like I said, I played World of Warcraft, Counter-Strike, Starcraft, occasionally League of Legends. Um, so I was on my computer most of the time during high school. And in fact, when I went to college, I majored in math. I studied philosophy and economics as well, and really was interested in very analytical topics. Now, here was a belief that I had growing up was that white girls don't like Asian guys. Let me tell you how I got this belief. So it was actually when I was 21 where this really came to the surface for me because I did a study abroad and it was with a group of college kids from around the country. Um, at the time, I was attending a Mormon school out in Utah. And I was basically going out with all these people from around the country from different colleges. And we went to Italy and traveled through Europe for the summer. And I remember I didn't really, I wasn't so social growing up. I never really drank. I never really went to parties. And everyone I was surrounded by on this trip, they were doing that. They were going out, they were partying, they were drinking. So I began to take part in that too. And I started going out every single night and I actually had a roommate at the time who was very good with women. He had a girlfriend, um, but he was just naturally charismatic and all the girls on the trip really liked him. Um, every time we went out, he would go talk to girls effortlessly. Um, so we got to talking and I told him, you know, I kind of opened up to him a little bit. He's like, dude, you know, I, I'll show you, like, I'll help you out here. So we started going out and he began to show me 
basically what he was doing it was super simple he was just like going out to girls and talking to them and and he was very unfiltered very free um and he would introduce me into the conversation and i would kind of get stifled and not really know what to say now during this trip they actually so the girls on the trip actually came to this um moment where they were ranking all the guys right so they actually created this list and they called it the, called it the top 10 and bottom 10 and i remember for some reason i was still kind of delusional because i was really smart got good grades growing up um i felt like i was pretty talented i felt like you know i played sports i felt like i was well-rounded on paper i looked like a good fit for people right but when they were ranking the guys on the trip in terms of their attractiveness for some reason i thought i was going to be in the top 10 not necessarily at the very top but i wasn't really sure now when the results came out um so at first they were keeping it a secret but we actually got to talking to one of the girls and my roommate he asked her you know where am i on the on the list he was asking about himself and he was near the top he was like number two or three but when it got to me we asked where i was i was actually at the bottom of the list right i was in the bottom five but i was also at the very bottom and that was just like a moment of realization for me it was like my reality that's one of those moments where you have a moment of clarity right so maybe you felt that way in the past where you have that moment of like oh wow i didn't realize it was like that so that's how I felt in that moment. And I also remember opening up on the trip because, you know, people would ask me if I was a virgin and I opened up about that too. So I was also a virgin until I was 23. Um, but I remember I was around, I was 21 years old at that time during that study abroad trip. I went back home and I Googled why do white girls not like Asian guys? Because I thought maybe that's the reason why I was at the bottom. Because I thought it was based on looks, right? I didn't understand that attraction is different for guys and girls. I didn't understand that girls are more attracted to personality and sense of humor and things like that. And guys tend to be more attracted to looks. And so as guys, we typically translate that over. And we think that girls are also attracted to looks and money and status and fame, which to a degree they can be, but oftentimes personality can also be the primary way that girls become attracted to guys. I didn't understand that. I thought it was just purely based on looks or money. So at that time I was researching on Google. I Googled, why do white girls not like Asian guys? I came across some videos and eventually I came across mystery and I came across RSD Tyler and I just went down the rabbit hole. And I remember just binge watching these videos on pickup and RSD and all these philosophies. And it was amazing to me. It was like a eye-opening moment for me to realize it's not just based on looks and other guys are going through that same process of personal development, self-development. You can actually learn a skill set. That was the eye-opening moment for me, was realizing that this is actually a skill that you can learn. I also remember reading the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, where he talks about the 10,000 hour rule. 
another revelation moment for me as well to think to myself, okay, well, all I have to do is go out and spend 10,000 hours doing this and I'll become a master, right? So two years passed by, I didn't really take action until I graduated from college. And that's when I started going out. So at the age of 23, when I came back home, graduated from college, and then I started going out and actually trying to implement this stuff. And I had some realizations along the way, and I wanna share with you what I learned because overall in the process, I got to where I wanted to go. Right? I ended up going out, took me a two to three years, but um, hooked up with a good number of women, became a nightclub promoter, became a coach for RSV eventually. And that's where my journey took me. And now I'm in a committed relationship with a girl that I really connect with. And, um, and so that's how I met, my life ended up. But that being said, I had a lot of trials and tribulations along the way. It wasn't just a straightforward journey for me, especially I felt like the position I was coming from as an Asian guy sometimes put me at a disadvantage. But I wanna to explain to you something because Asian guys have this stereotype of being more passive and being less masculine, right? Whether we like it or not, whether, however you feel about discrimination or those sorts of topics or racism, you know, whether you like it or not, there's a subconscious tendency to judge people based on their appearance and the way they vibe with you right off the bat. And so it just happens. It's just a natural process that happens as a human being. And what tends to happen in our society and culture, especially in the US and in Western cultures is that Asian guys have this stereotype of being less masculine and being more passive. And there was actually this study that almost reinforced this idea in my brain where I saw this, you know, this is from 2014. And you can see here for Asian men, this is on dating apps and the results, the number of matches that guys get. And this was actually in alignment with my experience when it came to dating in general. So I found that for myself, a lot of times the only girls that would like me were other Asian girls. And that's what you see here. And I also found that a lot of times outside my race, I had a hard time really um, attracting girls or connecting with girls and getting matches on an online dating app. So you look here and the percentages are much lower for Asian men when it comes to dating outside their race. This was a startling, it was not necessarily a startling graph, but it was one of those, oh wow, like this has actually been quantified as well sort of moments. So when I saw this, I was like, that's crazy. Like this actually kind of validates my experience. But let me share with you the key behind getting through this process. Your greatest perceived weakness is also your greatest advantage. Your greatest perceived weakness is also your greatest advantage. Once you come to realize this and embrace it and implement it, everything will change for you. That's what happened for me, is once I started to see that my greatest perceived weakness was also my greatest advantage, 
everything changed for me. So I'm gonna explain exactly what that means in a second. But first, let me share with you how I came to this realization because this is how I did it was I observed the best, the quote unquote best, I put it in quotes because it's kind of subjective, but the best Asian guys that I knew with women that I was going out with, right? So I would go out with them. We would go to the nightclubs, go to the bars. And I saw that these were the Asian guys that really stood out to me that got disproportionate results compared to a lot of the other Asian guys that I knew. And so one of the first guys I used to go out with, he was one of the guys in our circle that got the results the fastest. We all kind of started around the same place. I was in LA in 2014, started going out in February, and we kind of had a little crew um, at that time in LA. And I remember it was me and this other Asian guy and a diverse group of guys as well. But I noticed within a few months, he was actually going out and he was actually um, hooking up with girls and I couldn't figure it out still for myself. And so I was wondering, how is he doing this, right? I also noticed there's another guy I used to go out with in LA. We used to go out during the daytime. And he, it was crazy because we would go out during the daytime and he would meet a girl and just move things forward so quickly. And they would bounce, go somewhere else, go back to his place. And like, how is he doing this? literally, you know, from the streets of Hollywood, from a mall. And he actually opened up later and was like, I've hooked up with over 300 girls. Wow. That's, that's that was kind of crazy for me because, you know, like I said, a lot of the Asian guys that I um, hung out with growing up and our reality was more about how can we level up a World of Warcraft, right? It wasn't so much about this whole world of going out, talking to girls and all that. So that was an, another eye-opener for me was, how is this guy doing it? And then there's another guy I went out with when I went to Vegas. And he was also from LA, but we took a trip on Memorial Day to Vegas. And I remember that month was just an explosion for, for him. He was super active in the inner circle in LA um, for RSD. And we went to Vegas and he met this girl in the parking lot and ended up, she turned out to be a model. And he went home with her. I was like, wow, how did he do that? And he was doing this consistently. And what I noticed about him is that he was hooking up with really, really attractive girls, like mostly models and, and girls like that. So I noticed that about him. And then I had a roommate in Vegas and he also used to be a coach in immersion. He was Asian as well. But one of the I'm, I'm lacking words right now because I don't even know how to describe it. It was like effortless for him. He would go out just, it was almost like he was just having fun. Like the world was his oyster and he was just like, well, it was his playground and he was just having fun. Um, one time he saw a girl, we were like driving by, we we're at an intersection, rolls down the window, starts talking to this girl, gets her number. A couple hours later, she comes over. He, he's texting her, calling her. She comes over and um, yeah things happen, right? And this was like a, a consistent thing for him. And he would go out, do the craziest thing in the nightclubs, right? Things that I would say, even some of the instructors were kind of amazed by because he used to um, assist for, for one of the instructors as well. So 
he was also just totally on you know totally free and i've never really seen him i had to say like get rejected but he i never really saw him like girls just liked him right he had that charisma but there was something different and there was actually one thing that was consistent one trait one quality that i noticed that was consistent among all these guys so here was my big realization was that they all had one thing in common and that was that they were all very physical now they all had different levels of energy uh, for the most part they were mostly high energy but one of the guys wasn't and so i was like okay that doesn't necessarily stay consistent with all these guys and i tend to be less high energy than a lot of these guys as well um, i'm more laid back but i noticed that they all had this trait of being very physical and so when i realized this I started implementing this myself. And that's when everything changed for me as an Asian guy. I would go out, I would start you know, going to the clubs, going, in, going to the bars or wherever we went out at night. Um, and also sometimes during the daytime as well, and just be more physical. And also sometimes proximity is a form of physicality. Proximity is also a form of physicality in the sense that you can square up and stand closer. And that has a very similar effect of being physical, but also getting more comfortable with physical touch as well, especially as an Asian guy. So that's what I mean when I say that you can turn your greatest perceived weakness into your greatest advantage. Because our greatest perceived weakness as an Asian guy is that we're passive, we're not assertive, and we tend to be less masculine. But by, with that perception, if you actually break that pattern and sort of break that frame, and it's almost like a pattern interrupt as an Asian guy, when you're more physical, more assertive, you move things forward, you can almost break that stereotype. And also you're, you're not putting people off either, right? So what do I mean by that? So because we're more perceived as being more passive, we're not gonna put anyone off by being more physical necessarily. So I wanna put a caveat in here. I don't mean being physical without consent. I don't mean that either. I just mean just getting more comfortable with physical touch, make, being more comfortable with making a move, being more assertive. And you have more freedom and flexibility here because people aren't expecting that, girls aren't expecting that. And so when that happens, you're most likely as an Asian guy, you're not going to have a girl get put off by you being too assertive, which could be different if you had a different circumstance, like if you weren't Asian, right? that could be the case. And I know this is not very politically correct to be talking about this, but I want to be open here too and basically share my experience because I've seen this to be the case that you have more liberty to be more assertive and to be more physical. And once again, caveat, do so with consent and do so with proper judgment and do so um, in a consensual way. But that being said, also be more open to doing that as well. So here is our home court advantage from what I've seen as an Asian guy. So 
where do Asian guys have the greatest advantage? What I mean here is actually geographically, where do we literally have the greatest advantage? So some great places to travel to, because I've personally been to uh, 30 countries now. I've, I've been fortunate enough to be able to travel throughout my life and I've experienced different cities. And so here are some great places to travel to. Now, I haven't actually been to Eastern Europe, but I've heard great things about it. And I've actually met, you know, I was dating an Eastern European girl. She was from Bulgaria when I was in grad school. This was uh, five years ago, approximately. And so what I noticed though, is that we had a pretty good chemistry. And I've actually noticed this as a pattern as well is that Eastern European girls and the, the great part about me living in Vegas too was I got to meet girls and people from all over the world because that's a tourist destination, the tourist destination, right? So I had an opportunity to meet girls from all across the world. So Eastern European girls tend to be very receptive to um, Asian guys and there tends to be a chemistry there as well. Um, and I think it has to do with culturally. I think a lot of times Eastern European girls um, tend to be like maybe more feminine or uh, just more receptive. Maybe it's also because it's adjacent to Asia. So they're more familiar with it as well. Um, but that's a great place to travel to. So places like Bulgaria, Hungary, Poland, um, and I would even maybe include, I know Germany is not technically Eastern European, but Germany was a great place for me to go out. Um, and, you know, Estonia, Latvia. So I'll check out those places if you have the means and ability to do so. Also Scandinavia, right? So Finland, Norway, and Sweden, I found girls to be very receptive um, when I would talk to them. And Latin America. So this is something that's been more recent for me, but I've mostly been living in Colombia and Mexico for the last couple of years. And it's interesting because there's been this movement towards Asian culture over the last couple of years with the uh, inclusion of K-pop, BTS, Blackpink, and anime. These have been, these have become more culturally uh, accepted things in Latin American culture. And so there's been a rapid rise in Asian culture in these countries. So Medellin, Colombia, which is where I am now, and uh, give you a quick little view. It's really beautiful city here. Um, incredible views everywhere. And especially for Asian guys, it's a, a great place to go. Uh, women tend to be very feminine and receptive and warm. Um, emotionally very open. I think that's also another thing is that with these countries too, Eastern Europe, uh, these regions, Eastern Europe, Scandinavia, and Latin America, there's that good chemistry because um, like Latin America, very emotionally open and warm. And so sometimes that can contrast well with sort of Asian vibe, which can be a little bit more cold and logical, but um, also girls that are attracted to it, intelligence and things like that. I know I'm making a lot of generalizations and this is horribly politically incorrect to talk about some of these things, but I'm just being open here and transparent. Um, and also Mexico. So my girlfriend now is from Mexico. She's from Guadalajara, right? So uh, I met her in Guadalajara and, um, and Guadalajara is a great place. It's known to have some of the beautiful 
most beautiful women in the world. And so that's a great place for uh, Asian guys to travel to as well, or I'd say guys in general. Right, so here's another interesting thing. Um, this is something that you might laugh at. This is kind of funny, but I would ask this question sometimes when I would talk to girls in Vegas or in general, I would ask them, do you like anime? And this is a good way to tell sometimes if the girl that you're talking to is that kind of girl where she's really into Asian culture. So you could ask things like, do you like anime? Do you like K-pop? Do you like BTS? Do you like Blackpink? And you can get a good sense of, um, you know, a lot of times these girls are more receptive and uh, they really like Asian guys too. Granted, if they say no to that, or if they don't even know what it is, that, that doesn't disqualify you either. It's just a way to gauge basically what their awareness is. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of girls that I've, I've dated or that I've met and spent time with that, you know, they, they say no to these questions and maybe they aren't that type of girl to like anime and all that, but, uh, but we still get along. So don't just, you know, if, if they say no to that question, don't just bounce. You don't have to do that. Um, but it's just a way to gauge what their awareness is of Asian culture. So these are a few of the things that I've learned personally from um, from going out. So like I said, I've I spent a lot of time going out in LA and Las Vegas and traveling as well. And you know, I've talked to approximately 10,000 girls during that period of time since I've been going out, um, worked as a promoter. So I just have a lot of these experiences, right? That I want to share with you. So if that's, you know, hopefully that's helpful to you. Um, but like I said, these aren't hard and strict rules. These are, these are just guidelines. And it's also important for you to get your own experience as well. But if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at marchino360 at gmail.com. If you want to continue this conversation or if you want to talk, then we can do so. We can continue the conversation via email or even on a Zoom call. So just let me know. Um, and yeah, hopefully this was helpful. And we'll talk soon. Take care.